1: Well, hello everyone, and you join us here today to have a look back at some of our favourites from Watches and Wonders, and to do something a little different. We're going to find a bunch of cheaper versions of those watches so you don't have to spend all your money. Tom, I know you're a big fan of not spending all your money, so how, how did you find it looking for some cheaper versions to these watches?
0: Yeah, uh, okay. Um, there are some easier than others. Um, obviously, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, you, sometimes you just have to cut your losses, don't you? And just say, that is never going to be mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, these watches cost more for a reason. Uh, hopefully, we've found some good alternatives that people will actually enjoy. Um, so, Tom and I are going to go head-to-head with this. We're going to pose different watches. And what we'd like you to do, dear viewer and listener, is to tell us who you think got the best choices, whose Roundup was better. Let us know in the comments below um alternatively tom and i can fight it to the death in the work car park <laughs> <laughs> let's jump straight into it because we've got a few we've got five different watches that we have picked out the first one of course is the green rolex gmt master 2 uh, what was your pick for that?
0: So I um, completely ignored the left-handed nature of that because who cares, you know? <laughs> and I'm allowed to say that because I'm left-handed as well. So uh, I'm not, I won't be offending any southpaws. Um, <laughs> so I just went for a green GMT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I went enough. for the, um, the, uh, the Baltic Aquascaf GMT in green, Um
1: the minty fresh edition
0: yeah yeah the two-tone you've got uh the uh, minty green for fresh breath and then you've got the cool blue which uh, fights plaque i believe and yeah (laughs) but i i really love these baltics i think they've got a really nice subtle vintage styling i really love the dome crystal it looks really nice and tactile and smooth Mm -hmm. and it's got a green gmt hand and that's what that's what everyone was so excited about so um, we've got you covered there. And it's only about $800, 900 as well. So um,
1: yeah, massive savings. <laughs> uh, and if, if you really do want it to be a left-handed watch, you can quite simply flip the bezel around and set the hands at what would now be your new 10 to 2 and just pretend like the word Baltic isn't upside down. It would, it would still technically work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll get used to it. It's like when uh, when you when you ride a bicycle with the controls that go the other way you get used to it. When you go back again it will be tricky but yeah. So some sort of hazing ritual you're subjected to. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think I saw it in a YouTube video but I'm not sure if I dreamt it at this point. Right. So a uh, similar sort of vibe to you really. I th- I threw the left-handed bit out of the window pretty soon after I couldn't find any left-handed GMT watches and went went solidly for the green. I think green is the big feature of watches and wonders this year as opposed to the left-handed so I think it's fine to go that route sure I've spent a little bit more than you have which is seven eight thousand pounds somewhere around there I went for the strangely named Seiko Presage sharp edged SPB219J1 this is very very clearly Seiko but it's got that new uh, sharp edged vibe which uh, we, we spoke about before didn't we I think
0: yeah they're cool I really like them they are sharp <laughs>
1: they are, you get that very, very Grand Seiko-esque textured special dial. A really nice um, sunburst green going on that has a huge amount of depth and colour variation. No green GMT hand, I'm afraid. It is yellow here, but I think a green GMT hand would pretty pretty much disappear against the dial. Mm. But, uh, yeah. The infamous power reserve on the dial. Some lovely wide Grand Seiko-esque hands. It may be a thousand pounds, but I think actually you get a lot more grand Seiko ishness than Seiko ishness for your money. Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely creeping into grand Seiko territory there. So, yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd pitch it as a value proposition to be closer in terms of quality to the GMT Master from Rolex, but for money that's a lot further down towards the affordable end. Yeah, yeah, great. So next watch, Tom, the venerable Vacheron 222, the talk of the town, the little gold watch that could. <laughs> what are you spending your money on that saves from the £50,000 retail price of the 222?
0: Right. Well, why have silk when you can have cotton? Mm. And why have 24 karat gold when you can have stainless steel gold PVD? <laughs>
1: Why indeed? More
0: importantly, why pay £50,000 when you can pay
1: £400? Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm going for the, uh, the Tissot PRX uh, in gold, and specifically the 35mm version, which um, is the, the new addition to the PRX lineup. Um, now, you may say it was because of public outcry, people were saying these watches are a little bit too long, um, they're a bit too big for the smaller wrist, and Tso have addressed that and said, "Oh, okay, here's some 35 millimeters." But they're actually saying that wasn't the case, and they're saying this is closer to the original. This is actually one to one replica of the the original Tiso, uh I think it was a sea star um, back from '79. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know, it's got it. It tells a lot of the same story that the Vacheron 222 is saying. You know, you've got that that gold integrated 70s-ness and i think it looks really cool uh i I think (laughs) the chasm in in price is is massive but actually from a distance you probably get away with it it's
1: less than a percent of the price right I, i don't know i feel like i've done that wrong that doesn't seem right uh, £400 goes to £4,000 goes to £40,000. Yeah, right. That's less than a percent of the price of the 222, which is, <laughs> which is bananas. But you, you're right, this really captures a lot of what the 222 is about, keeping those old sizes all in gold, very, very traditional. They, they've not over-furnished it with finishing and fanciness. It's very, very simple. And that's that's what really appealed to me about the 222, was actually kind of how bare-bones it was. Mm-hmm. Um you've done a good job there Tom and now I'm kind of embarrassed to say my one <laughs> but I will anyway for the for the for the sake of this video uh, I went with the far more expensive I think this is going to be a theme Tudor Royal in steel and gold right so we don't quite get the full gold look but we do have that gold dial gold bezel gold um center links if you like yeah, I I feel like I've let you down on this one. The PRX is is much better than this. The tube is good, but the PRX definitely is closer to the ethos of the two two two.
0: Well, I don't know. Better brand recognition, and it's still got that sporty elegance thing going on, hasn't it? Um, I think you would still look good, um, you know, in this the the, the Tiso and the, and the Vacheron two 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 in a white suit on the beach. Um, <laughs> Panama hat. Yeah, <laughs> with a big, bright blue cocktail. Um, you know, it's going to tick those boxes as well, isn't it? The, the one thing for me is I'm not sure about the bezel, that kind of...
1: It does look like it wants to be turned, but I presume you just unscrew it.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would definitely try to turn that every time.
1: Did you ever do that um, at school? You just sort of take your pen apart and put it back together?
0: <laughs> yeah, Of course, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but Tudor, you know, you have great quality... Uh, brand recognition—that's real gold you're seeing here. That's not gold-colored steel. Points for that. Points for that, definitely. If you do want to—oh no, I said the wrong price. It is two thousand six hundred and thirty pounds. If you want to save a little bit of money, you can get it all in grey and just pretend it's white gold, I guess, for one thousand seven hundred and eighty.
0: Yeah. Or when the when the Vacheron two 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 in steel comes out, you'll be closer to that.
1: Yeah, exactly. There you go. So I'm I'm one step ahead of the game.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, another watch.
1: Sorry, go on. I was just saying awesome. <laughs> <laughs> another watch that really caught our eye at Watches and Wonders was the Grand Seiko Koda. Um, very inspiring for its ingenuity, for its finishing, for its just general japanese goodness. So, Tom, I think this is going to be a hard one to really do any service to, for cheap yeah what have you got
0: well i sort of pitched the idea of finding a bargain version of this as a joke but you went with it anyway um so i've not <laughs> i don't do jokes <laughs> i've not in any way tried to um match spec uh, or any kind of complication or anything like that or even skeletonization i've just gone i've gone down more the um the traditional japanese route um Mm. which was abundant in that watch you know it had that samurai style strap and 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 that colder heartbeat you know the japanese drum sort of vibe so i've just tried to kind of go with that and actually what i've just sort of taken this as an opportunity to remind people about the citizen um which is citizens um high-end lineup and they've got a couple of new releases um coming out in the autumn of this year the catchily named EcoDrive with annual accuracy of plus minus one second, and the EcoDrive with annual accuracy of plus minus five second per year. I'd like to add. Yeah, I mean, great accuracy, but um, <laughs> not not a catchy title for a lineup of watches. But they um, are exquisite, and uh, they feature a hand dyed Izumi washi paper dial. Um, which is a traditional mm-hmm. Japanese paper used in their paper lanterns and screen doors and things like that. And Aizumi means Japan
1: blue. And um, they're just amazing watches. I'm assuming with the, the that beautiful paper texture dial that there will be some ignorant Westerner come bursting through it at any moment.
0: <laughs> Where do I get my noodles at? Um, cut that. Uh,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I, love, I love as well, I love the title, The Citizen um yeah. viewers may remember ferrari's ultimate ferrari which they called la ferrari and this is very much in the same vein but with a more japanese twist this is the citizen with a kind of a faux englishman's bowler hat on <laughs> sipping a glass of whiskey sure but it's great to see Grand Seiko getting some getting some whoop ass getting some competition going on
0: yeah yeah they're scared um they are getting chased around the ring with a steel chair uh at this point um <laughs> So it's got, uh, so uh, one of these versions is limited and that has the um, the Calibre 0100S, which is this Eco Drive, and you can actually see it through the Sapphire case back. and it looks amazing for a, a solar powered quartz movement. It looks great. Um, yeah. But yeah, as I say, these won't be available to the autumn and they are yet to be marked with a price. So I don't know if these will be a bargain or not. (laughs) Um, I think the current existing watches that are available are about £4,000, £5,000. And they're not available in the UK or the US and most of Europe. Um, Currently, the the Citizen Boutiques are in Hong Kong, Taiwan and Japan. And there are some in France as well. So maybe you could nip over to France and have a look. But um, I just wanted to, to draw them to people's attention and maybe get a bit of buzz going. Maybe get them over here love to see one
1: yeah get that buzz going for all those people who can't actually buy one because they're not available in their country uh yeah
0: but if we if we kick up enough of a fuss then maybe they'll be like oh people are interested in our product
1: let's make it available to them i see what you're saying in the same way that when you complained about Tiso, they miraculously produced a smaller version of the prx not but a week later
0: yeah i mean it doesn't always work um because some some watch companies don't understand, like people want uh, wanting their watches and making them available, uh, it's tricky. I don't. It's a tricky thing to overcome. But yeah, let's try.
1: Yeah, Protect Philippe's Mister Stern still hasn't returned my phone call with all my good ideas. But uh, <laughs> what can you do? While we're calling out Citizen, actually, I'd also like to point out the Calibre zero 0200, which I really really like the look of. Uh, great looking movement inside. I want to see more of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks awesome. Okay, well, for my for my alternative to the Koda, I've gone down a different route. I've strayed away from the Japanese and gone to Swiss, but I've taken the the approach of doing watchmaking in a very special and unique and technologically interesting way. So the Coda the had the constant force tourbillon that had the cage within a cage within a cage, rumble in the jungle, ticking jeweled, uh, Constant Force Tourbillon. Right. This is, and I haven't really heard anyone talking about it. Maybe we'll go on to explore it in a little bit more detail in the future. This is the Frederic Constant Slimline Monolithic. Um, it is £4,000. Sure. Which is still magnitudes cheaper than the Coda. And you might be thinking, why well, are you showing me a Frederic Constant? Don't they just make nice looking watches that are fairly straightforward? Yes, they do. But this one is anything but... Because what they've gone and done here is they've taken 26 components of the escapement, thrown them all in the bin, and replaced them with just one. So I don't know if you've heard of compliant mechanisms. Wait, didn't you ask me this before when we were talking about Patek? Yes, yeah. So Patek Philippe has their advanced research department where they play with the material silicon to create compliant mechanisms to create very, very interesting escapements. You remember Patek Philippe's obsession with silicon, right? Sure, yeah. The bendy movements that bend in and out of different shapes. Exactly, yeah. compliant in the sense that they can elastically move from one position to another, not enough to break, but enough to, to move between different positions. And um, Frédéric Constant has managed to create an escapement of one piece that is made entirely out of silicon. Fascinating. Wow, clever. So, Very clever. Yeah, th- those Patek Philippe's cost... I don't know, hundreds of thousands, half a million. This is £4,000 for a similar thing. And that's not all. Because this particular escapement doesn't just beat eight times per second like an ordinary one does. It beats 80 times per second. Ten times as much. That's just a blur. It, well, it literally is. <laughs> People will see the video. It, it vibrates backwards and forwards like a crazy thing. Uh, but it still manages to have an 80-hour power reserve. Nice. 40 millimeter diameter, usual sort of thickness. It's really quite incredible, and no one's really mentioned it. Uh, and it's a fascinating watch.
0: Yeah, it's great. It looks amazing. It, and again, it's that beautiful melding of very traditional-looking watch and uh, very complicated technology.
1: Yeah, it really is. I, I would very much like to see one. In the flesh, it's still up for uh pre-order i believe there are only going to be 800 800 or so 810 pieces um and there is a big note on the product page that says this product is not available in germany
0: <laughs> oh, oh sorry germany but <laughs>
1: well I, I have a theory if anyone is familiar with uh, mercedes project one car a very very bold project to put a formula one engine in a road car that has been in production hell for years in trying to make it work i would imagine that there are still some teething issues with this particular watch and that the rules in germany mean that those teething issues so far mean it can't be sold there that's my guess be very interested to know if anyone has any other understanding as to why interesting but this is so cutting edge yeah brilliant well then, from an absolute masterpiece to a, a bargain in itself, we saw and heard a lot of buzz around Tudor's Black Bay Pro, which is a reimagining of Rolex's own Explorer 2 uh, from the 70s. Really, really nice-looking watch, the Tudor. Great quality, great innovation with those ceramic markers and stuff like that. It's going to be tricky to find a watch that serves a similar purpose for even cheaper what you got?
0: Yeah, this was the, uh, a hard one because it's it's already a bargain, <laughs> um, mm. relatively speaking. So yeah, I struggled with this one. Uh, my initial thought was so I, I so I've gone to Oris and that's what I've settled with. And my m- initial thought was oh, what about the Pro Pilot X, which they also announced at uh, Watches and Wonders, But that's around the same price, but um, still a cool watch. <laughs> yep. Um, so I actually just landed on the um, Oris Times
1: Servo volante Oh the big the big crown pointer collection.
0: Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. Um so it's a really cool looking watch and it's got some nice vintage vibes about it. It's got a similar simple case, thirty eight millimeters, so quite small. It's got a GMT hand. It's- but it's not really, but it looks like one, so that sort of ticks that box. <laughs> and um three nice dial colours. There's a nice sort of sea blue there, which is probably my preference, or a nice sunbursty, smoky grey, mm-hmm. or a green. Um and I think I think we um I think we should come back to Oris um on a on a sort of broader topic because I think they're worth talking about. Um, their watches are nicely positioned and priced and I like their message. Um so yeah. I thought I'd just get one of those
1: in there. Bring, bring. Bring, bring. Hello. Who's that? Oh, hi. It's Tom phoning it in. (laughs) That's a terrible choice. It's a lovely watch. That's a terrible choice.
0: I thought it was Oris with my check.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm not going to give you that one at all. We'll we'll see what our dear viewers and listeners think. It's it's not a GMT. It's not really an Explorer's watch. It's certainly nice. It's certainly uh, vintage appeal. Lovely cathedral hands there and the... um, pointer date which uh, you're hoping you'll be able to fool people into thinking it's a gmt hand <laughs> <laughs> but you're right uh, uh, something that really impressed me with oris when we spoke to them at watches and wonders was their commitment to sustainability and i know some people will probably go oh that's just some sort of corporate tick box they have to do but whether or not it is if they're doing it that's all right by me sure so uh, half points uh i, I think i'm going to blow your socks off with my choice uh however This is the Smith's Everest, the PRS25. This is a watch from a revived brand, but this actually has a pedigree in being a watch worn on Everest. Looks like the Explorer, so that ticks the Explorer box. Doesn't have the GMT hand because it's more like the Explorer 1 than the Explorer 2. Uh, 36mm, so very lovely vintage vibes. Gilt dial, uh, nice Explorer markers. All of that loveliness and £325. Bargain. Um, I will have to take some negative points because it is sold out, but there will be more available soon.
0: Oh, cool. Also, you have to take negative points because Smith's, I mean, h- who? <laughs> I, uh, I was Oris. <laughs> um, Smith's is, they make crisps and they're a toy shop, and there's nothing about Smith's that's luxury. So,
1: how about that? Well, well, um, I'll, I'll give you some stats then. For you, and I'll write them down on pieces of paper so you can eat them. Um, the Smith's Watch Company was founded in 1851. Ooh, heritage. Smith's also sponsored that expedition up of Everest. You know the one that Rolex always bangs on about being worn by... Uh, Tenzing Norgay. The actual expedition was sponsored by Smiths, so they kind of lost out there. And the watch wasn't worn by Sir Edmund Hillary, but it was carried by him as part of a contractual obligation. So, so like, I mean, if you're talking for three hundred quid, that's quite a lot of heritage that's, that they've they've earned that you're not spending very much money for. And and do you know the really the, the real cherry on the cake for Smiths? They also had a long-established contract with British Rail. Oh. Notorious for not being on
0: time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, we won't hold that against them. Um, Yeah, it's a lovely watch, and that's a great price. Um, Yeah, I'm very interested in that. Good one.
1: That's under... Oh, it's it's £300 is your limit, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I can stretch. It starts with a three. That's close enough. £325. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I, I don't think we need to ask people about that particular round. I think I very much smashed you into oblivion with that one. So let's see if you can rein it back in again for the last round, which is protect Philippe's unexpected Calatrava 5226G, which I'm not sure about, but a lot of people have reacted to very fondly. Um, very sporty, got that textured dial, got a bit of smokiness going on, got some 1930s vibes. Hmm, Going to be a hard one to match.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I'm not bothered with any kind of world time of functionality. I think that's going to bump the price up, and no one really needs that anyway. It's rubbish.
1: Keep it simple, Switzerland.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I've just gone for a nice kind of warmth and travelly vibes and a nice textured dial, and I've gone with a Hamilton Khaki Aviation Pilot Pioneer. And we've, we've talked about the Pilot Pioneer series before, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's worth bringing up again because they're just great watches at a great price point. Um, and I think, I think what was really nice about that Patek was that that crunchy dial texture, and and this has got that, and it's got that nice kind of warmth in the uh, the numerals and markings as well, and nice cathedral hands as well. So um, yeah, really cool, nice, clean watch. Um, yeah, I like it.
1: Twelve hundred pounds, twelve hundred dollars. There's certainly some nice, there's certainly some nice pilot's watch vibes going on there as well. That real 1930s uh, inspired warmth is definitely the right term for that yeah it has it that calatrava just has that something that something warm about it that feels nice and fuzzy and cozy and this this very much carries that too i'm i'm disappointed to see that you found one with that texture because right, the one i found doesn't have that texture at all what you got similar sort of place uh longines heritage classic tuxedo uh 1680 pounds has that creaminess has that contrast has those sort of pointy hands and big numbers and stuff like that but instead of a smoky dial that fades from black to creamy in the middle mine just has a hard line (laughs) (laughs) no feathering and it doesn't have any no 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 feathering feathering turned to zero and it doesn't have the texture either i was quite pleased with that but now i'm not so pleased uh still a nice watch though
0: yeah it was I I thought the Calatrava was evocative of it felt a bit sort of English patient and kind of warm yeah. climates and travelly and um Yeah. And this is a bit more elegant than
1: that, but it's still I think it still ticks that box. I will say that yours is forty-three millimetres, which is the size of a uh, side serving plate. <laughs> mine mine is thirty-eight, which is more in keeping with the Patek Philippe's Elegance and simplicity and uh, understatedness. So I think I gained some points back for that.
0: Yeah, that's more my style. Forty-three is probably uh, that's probably have to say. I'd probably have to pass on that actually. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be
1: wearing you rather than you wearing it, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. So there you have it. Five very very popular watches from Watches and Wonders and ten budget alternatives. Who do you think, dear viewer and listener? Did these watches the best service with their cheap alternatives? Um, I think Tom, you definitely got some, and I and I definitely got others. I think it's a close fight for sure, closer than I expected. I did think that my superior knowledge would uh, wipe the floor with yours, but you, you did a good job. You should be you should be pleased with yourself. Thanks, I tried. You did. Um, and if you're a listener, if you have any alternatives, really obvious ones that we no doubtedly missed, post those in the comments below as well. If you'd like to see us go head-to-head again on some bargain alternatives, let us know. Tell us what category we should think of next. And until then, we're going to go and look at some uh, more cheap watches and perhaps add some to basket. What do you think, Tom? (laughs) It's it's always an edge. (laughs) See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.